book club with Zeleni and Cameron. Hello! If you didn't guess by that rendition of My Heart Will Go On, the theme today is Titanic. Did I say Zeleni and Cameron? <laughs> yes, you <laughs> okay. did. I'm Zeleni, he's Cameron. I realized it could be, they're kind of gender neutral. Oh, right, right, right. It's so. true. So, I'm Cameron. I'm Zeleni. <laughs> and we're happy to be here with you. We're happy you could join us. Thank yeah. you for tuning no, in. Don't. So, spoiler alert for Titanic. Right. Okay. Right. And there's so, there's some there's some sex and there's death. Yes. And so, <laughs> hopefully we'll get to both of those points. Yeah, we will, for <laughs> and, sure. And some. <laughs> yeah. So, we saw type of a screening of Titanic uh, in theaters last night. And it was a super cool experience. It was a very expensive experience as well. In celebration of the 20th anniversary. Yeah. If you might remember that Titanic debuted in the winter, the holiday time of 1997. It actually premiered on oh. New Year's. Like, the countdown was happening when it premiered. You know, like, what? that midnight. And I went. To the premiere? Yeah. Not like... The LA premiere, but like the... That's incredible. Like at my local theater. I remember being pretty young. I was like seven years old or something. And... I was like... Yeah. I was three and I went to the premiere. That's... And, and that's I'm incredible. pretty sure I slept. I was like in a... Pretty long. I was in a carriage. What is wow. it called? A car seat? No, like the thing you push around your kids. A stroller. In. Yeah, a stroller. Oh, right. That <laughs> thing. Was in the a, shopping cart for babies. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a stroller and I, I think I slept through most of it through all of it but I was there and my mom says that maybe she regrets that because she thinks she puts it put it in my subconscious and that that's why I'm obsessed with it now <laughs> and then so I'm gonna go into like when I saw it the first time or like so that was the first time I saw it at the premiere but I didn't really see it when I really saw it for the first time was that the same friend from High School Musical 3 her home theater remember her no <laughs> in the Episode wait, two. High School Musical 3. So, yeah. But I didn't see that movie No, yet. no, wait. Senior year? I saw it, Titanic, for the first time in that rich friend's home theater. Oh, right. Got where it. I also saw High School Musical 3. Got it. And I mentioned that in our podcast about High School right. Musical. Right, nice. Was 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 uh, the sound system pretty good? It was great. It was a great home theater. Like, it was, it was almost like seeing it in theaters, but a little bit mini. But That's something I wanted to talk about because I was blown away by the sound yeah. of our experience at yeah. this movie theater. It, it was intense. It was vibrating. 
Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. That was the first time I saw it. I was in middle school. Yeah, I guess I'll go into it later where I cried. <laughs> and then I saw it again in theaters in 2012 for the 100th anniversary of the Titanic sinking. So I've seen it four times in theaters. Well, no, no. Three times and one at the home theater. And this was my first time. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Oh, it was just, I, I, I couldn't believe I've went all these years not understanding the cinematic big theater experience of it. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's a gigantic film with a gigantic plot, and it's, I think, like a genuine, true blockbuster. Yeah, and, it's I mean, made for, yeah. that's why it's meant. And- Besides the, like, you know, most blockbusters have a sequel. This one, This doesn't. It's true. No, there should not be a yeah. Titanic too. And I've noticed, I think with this 20th anniversary thing, like, all week, I've noticed, like, a recent relevance of Titanic and, like... Have you? Uh, the collective subco- subconscious That's of society. That's so Because, so, on Thanksgiving Day, it comes on on cable and right. I watch it. Yeah. yeah. And then... The that next, might not be so just coincident. I don't think so, because then I go to the thrift store and I find... This Titanic shirt that well, I don't know. Well, about that one's a, that story. one's a, that might be a genuine coincidence. Obviously, but like <laughs> I'm just saying, for me, this was all the Titanic stuff happened in succession, and then so so I buy the shirt, and you should go to my Twitter <laughs> to see a picture of me and what, the shirt. Where, I'm where, where they can I, find? Where can they find you? I'm I'm wearing the shirt now. I know, but where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, I know. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, not where can they find you now. I don't want them to find you. Like Yeah, no. no. no you can't see my can't, Titanic shirt right now. Yeah. Don't here. come to the studio. No. And, oh, you can find the picture of me and my Titanic shirt in my Twitter, which is at Zelenium. So, like, How my name. How would you name, spell that? Zeleni, which uh-huh. is, like, in the authors of the podcast. Yes. So yes you yes. can see how to spell it. Zeleni, U-M. Go check out my Titanic shirt. It's so cute. You know, speak. You know what I just right? realized. How cute it, is it? I mean, it's incredible. It is. It is. You have to see it. You have to see it. <laughs> I feel a little dumb right now because we took photos in the mall. So we went to a shopping mall to go see. Zeleni had said she was excited because they had just put all these decorations up for the Christmas holidays, and we posed in front of the Christmas tree. We took some cool photographs, but she wasn't wearing. We didn't have her Titanic shirt visible. It's okay. We have that. other. We have okay. other photos. Okay. It, it, it'll be okay. Oh, and then so after I find the shirt, all week BuzzFeed posts about it. Um, so all these recent. There's a James Cameron interview that came out in Vanity Fair. There's. Kate Winslet just went on late night with whoever the fuck and talked about Titanic. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's everywhere, and it's, like, subtle advertising because it, they don't clearly say, like, hey, go get tickets to this, this special screenings, but... They're just talking about how great it is. Yeah, and, and like, just... When you're at the theater, you're expected to see it and go, yeah. what should we go to? Oh, my God, Titanic? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah. I got three I hours saw... without an intermission to spare. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sorry. you should vent about... Oh, this is the time. No, no, no. We'll do it during the intermission. <laughs> no. You, they won't. You should explain. This is the time to talk about the screen. Okay. So I'm going to take a brief m- minute here to just... <laughs> I can't believe that the theatrical version of the re-release and the 20th anniversary did not hold true to the tradition of <laughs> movie intermissions. That this 
movie originally had when it was released in 1997. Let's not forget about the brilliance of 1997. Uh, Let's not go into that. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of... Yeah, we don't have time Scandalous. for this. But here nor there. Um, <laughs> there were intermissions back then. There were intermissions, but even even um, Lord of the Rings, I thought had an intermission. I don't know, but I haven't seen an intermission in a long time. And, and so I, I just like I wonder like what does that mean about us as a society? You're right. Yeah, we're um, talking about that. And, and also the people who create this these this media for us, I and mean, we were talking about this very subtle media kind of mass promotion of at least the conversation of Titanic, and you know thinking mm-hmm. about like well, you know they want us to go see it, and they want to force us to get used to just three hours straight. Yeah, well, it's just I think it just says that people now just want to get things over with instead of experiencing things like in a slow, digestible manner, and I and I. Th- find myself guilty of that sometimes like going to something yeah. and then being like oh i just want to be over when i just started just because i want to go to bed or something it's like wait and then i have to think like no i want to like enjoy this movie or whatever thing i'm at like like you're in it now yeah it's it's so hard but with titanic i'm lucky and like because i'm so obsessed with it that i was like i didn't feel that got it but like that's because i really love it it is a long movie, though, y'all. It's so long. Yeah, like, an intermission would have served us nicely. What I, something I thought I had was how, like, if it's a modern audience and maybe no other movie that they've experienced has uh, ever had an intermission before, so they don't know, like, they don't know what to do. They're caught off guard by it. Just, how would they know that the movie's starting back up again? You know? don't, would there I be mean, an announcement it, on the uh, intercom? Ooh. No, I think it, it. they would just know, like, there's no credits and stuff, like... I feel like the credits symbolize that. So they they would see no credits and be like, uh. and sometimes it says. Well, no, it, yeah, it they, they, it would probably say something like they would have an intermission card. Yeah, of some yeah. Kind, and they'd lift the lights. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like I I told him at the beginning. He was like he was like oh I'm gonna go get popcorn at the intermission. I was like there's not gonna be an intermission, and I was right. I, I felt just, bad just on because the record, I, I was right. It's true, and I really <laughs> wanted popcorn. He did, and, and he wanted a drink, and so he was so pissed. Like when there was no intermission, I was like, I know it's modern people. Appalling. They, they just want to go home. But that's just my opinion because I'm old. So no, we'll you're, leave it you're at that. not. No, like I'm a dying uh, <laughs> movie goer. I'm a dying generation. I mean that. Yeah, that sentiment is you're not that old, but like I, I agree with it now. I think. It would force me to, like, just take in things more. I mean, nowadays, I'm kind of like, I wish two-hour movies had intermissions, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. I don't expect the rest of the world People to People would be, part. like, freaking out. Yeah. They just want to, like, get it in their brain. It's like binge-watching, like, thinking mm, that God is that. That's really interesting. Theory. Enough about the theaters. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's on your plate? Lots of things. And I'll be referring to a lot of these BuzzFeed articles and interviews and... The stuff that came up this week with a lot of the things we're going to okay. talk about. So okay. that that that's helpful that I've just gotten If you want to follow been... along, we'll post the links no, below. No. Oh. <laughs> we are not posting anything. <laughs> that's... This is not an interactive experience. No. Yet. <laughs> so I was going to give like a quick, quick summary. We'll have a higher person Everyone, Everyone's seen oh, quick Titanic. Summary. Quick summary. Just... We, we need to have summary music. No. Like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Summary. <laughs> you got it. I mean, if you are going to record that, you're the musician. Okay. Everyone tell Cameron to <laughs> yeah, make can... music for us because he doesn't want to. Okay, so this is a sort of based, well, it was based on a true 
sinking of the Titanic in 1912, and in the movie, this woman named Rose, played by Kate Winslet. What is the What is the Titanic? It's a huge boat that is like the biggest boat at the time. It's like three football fields in length. And maybe <laughs> I don't. It's really I, it's the biggest ship, and they think it's the epitome of technology, and it won't sink and stuff. But then it does. So a woman, a rich woman named Rose, played by Kate Winslet, falls in love with. Leonardo DiCaprio's character named Jack, who's a poor guy on the ship, and... Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson, yeah, and they fall madly in love, a lot happens, but then the ship hits an iceberg, and lots of people die. And there's treasure hunters at the beginning that... Bill Paxton. He passed away recently, right? He did. That's sad. It is sad. That's what I was thinking, and then I was like, I can't really remember if that was true. (laughs) But, yeah. In memory. So there's treasure hunters that find Rose when she's an old woman based on this drawing of her naked with a very valuable necklace on her. And then they're trying to find the necklace to get rich. So they consult with the old woman, Rose. Because she was wearing the necklace through evidence of this drawing on the last day the Titanic ever saw daylight. And so they're, they're really excited to find it. And then... The rose goes into her story, and that goes into, like, the movie. And so, can I add to that? Yeah. I, I wanted to sure. just speak briefly about um, how it was interesting to see... I had never really had thought about how the mo- how Titanic works as a, a narration, you know? Yeah. The person who is guiding us through the experience of the story is the narrator, Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she survived. We're really, like, the whole story is really about... Is she going to survive? Is mm-hmm. Rose going to live or die? And, and at first, it's by her own hands, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the end of it, it's by nature. and Or, or, or man's failures, you know, right. technologically. So um, I think that it was just real fascinating to... Like, I was hearing more of those cues of... It's more often in the first half of the movie that you hear... Uh, Rose over talking on the story mm-hmm. to help guide it visually well, when we see the scenes playing out to give us more character background to this certain characters like the unsinkable Molly Brown the narration is really important mm-hmm. for that I think and also yeah. for uh, Rose's mother and how we think about Rose's mom not so much about Cal Hockley though like I mean she she shares a little bit about her feelings of Cal but I feel like we get more of understanding Cal from the story. The story like and the, Cal. Yeah. So I just, that, that was something that I hadn't really thought of before about how they did specifically use this technique of narration to tell the, And then, of course, by the time they hit the iceberg, there's no narration. It's yeah. all, we're, we're wrapped in what happened. Do, do they survive? Because we know the whole time. They, they build it up. Oh, yeah. It's very action-packed at the end. And I, I like how, and I forget about this, and then I remember when I watch it, how the last hour of it is, like, almost in real time. Because mm-hmm. once it hits the iceberg, they're like, we have an hour left. It's going to sink. And you have an uh, hour left of the movie. We so have an hour, like, two at the most. In, in, in I, reality, in it Irish took, accent. like, two hours and 14 <laughs> minutes or something like that oh. in order to sink. And so... It's an example of, like, how well they really did build the ship because yeah, it took longer than even the scientists could have predicted that it would sink. But, That's crazy. But yeah. it's still sinking. 
I mean, just technology back then, and I feel like living was so much more of a gamble. Well, I think in a different way. No, but definitely it was more dangerous back then, but now now we have more, like, mass shooting type of threats Mm. that they didn't have back then. Not so much, like, engineering? Yeah, like, back then... Well, this was a failure of navigation. Right. Right. But that's technology. Like, a failure of technology, they didn't have the technology to detect. This is true. This is true. uh, The iceberg. All they had were telegraphs of... (laughs) <laughs> nearby ships yeah so yeah technology <laughs> that's wasn't... one key but but also the other part of it the other key part of it is that the name i don't know his uh, title but the character that named titanic in the movie uh he oh. he is pressuring the captain throughout yeah. the entire first half of the movie of the voyage to l- light all the boilers and mm-hmm. he's like i i the captain goes i prefer pr- prefer not to uh, push the engines until they've been properly run in mm-hmm. because it's off, after all it's on its first voyage yeah. and then of course they are greedy they're trying to make headlines because they want to push the titanic as a profitable machine and so it's an example i think of that time period of how while yes they did like have these amazing marvelous constructions that were really well built in a lot of ways we have to remember who's behind the who's paying for it and what is their motive what's their intentions and they have a motive to really like yeah they they have money on their mind not the people i mean that's why we ha- see the way the classes are break broken down in the movie i think so well yeah they definitely don't care about the people yeah they didn't really. have enough lifeboats exactly <laughs> i have which is ridiculous and sad it's insane rich people this is real talk <laughs> <laughs> high key yeah i mean we're kind of hitting this section which is like favorite parts and like or notable things oh favorite parts i think well i don't know if they have time to go over all of my favorite parts okay well they'll maybe come up and if they don't okay so well first i have like actors because i just saw well also i have to say these two actors are my favorite actors like of all time kate winslet is my favorite actress DiCaprio is my favorite actor on their own well, that make I got it. Yeah, I love them. That's, a, that's but a, I was just seeing cool. that Kate Winslet went on the Tonight Show with whatever and <laughs> with whatever. I don't care. I hate late shows. But she said that Matthew McConaughey was who she auditioned with for Jack and Rose. Oh wow! Yeah, that's and funny. That would have been horrible. Like Matthew McConaughey like, is Jack Dawson. He's just so Texan. Like I can't get over his Texanness <laughs> ever. That's true. That's that's funny. <laughs> and I feel like Jack is so perfect and endearing and like boyish and oh, it's charming. Well, I think that Matthew was a little bit older than Jack at that or yeah. Than, Leonardo at the time. Good move to go with Leonardo, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Like, I'm in love with him since I saw Titanic for the first time. Any other actor thing? What do you think of Kate Winslet? Well, Kate, Le- Kate Winslet does a fine job. Um, I think it's funny how her British accent makes it sound like old-timey American. Like, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, because she's British doing an American accent. I feel like sometimes it would sound, like, somewhere between American and British, but I think that's, like, old-timey to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like... There's old. there's a one time, though, that I feel like uh, it comes out, though. And it's also <laughs> the time where her face, just the way that the camera and the lighting picks her up, it's very bizarre. Do you know... Bizarre? Yeah, it's very... Like, it doesn't look like Kate Winslet. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? No. Or, like, shot? No. 
it's it's for the smallest frame or sh- like a second maybe. A second? Um, Who's looking at a second? Or two. But it's when she's in the hallway trying to get help to go break mm-hmm. Jack from the um, handcuffs. And there's a part where the lights go off and like she flickers and, you know, uh, she's trying to find somebody to help her. And the lights come back on right after they just like go off for a second. And by the way, just on that note, it was like the scariest thing when I was watching it last night. I had never uh, realized just like how dark they like make it in that frame. And well, so, but there's a part where like she, uh, once the lights come back on, she like lifts her head off of the wall and she's saying, hello, hello. Uh, That does sound British. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and right when she's saying it, when she's saying it, the way that her head's just slightly lifted up, it it very looks strange. And all of a sudden you can see like this differently type of like aged woman in a what? way. It's That's bizarre. So weird. I'm it creeped was really out. weird. Like, I was, I'm creeped out by the fact that it's in the movie. Like it looks hell? weird, I'm but scared. I'm sorry, maybe I'm Exaggerated. We'll have to replay. <laughs> my mean, favorite. That's interesting. What's who's your favorite? So your favorite actor is Leonardo and yeah. actress. You know who my favorite actor in this movie is? Who? Bill Lee Zane. Who's that? Billy Zane is Cal Hockley. Oh, he's cool. He was in Twin Peaks. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, like, he's an interesting guy. Out of like, I don't know if I've seen him do so well in other things before. I haven't seen he him was in good too many in Twin things. Peaks. Good. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was, and he was nice, so, like, he turned me around. That's amazing. I mean, gosh, yeah. he is so committed to the evil of this yeah, character. Yeah, he's very hateable. Like, God. you hate him, this asshole. Yes. This, oh, and the, with, like, the kid at the end, he, like, oh just my grabs God. a random I kid. have a child! <laughs> he's so extra. Cleopatra! <laughs> She's all I have in the world. Oh, my God, he's... Oh, <laughs> you just want to, like, kill him, choke him. And it's just so unfair he survives and Jack doesn't. Oh, it's a whole justice. Justice for Jack. We always have to have justice. Justice for Jack. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite parts, it's a simple thing, but it's it's right the first time we see young Rose and it's like the opening of Kate Winslet when she has like the purple outfit. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. The hat. So moment. I love that shot. That's like I was the, studying that shot. That when, should win best shot. It's a good one. <laughs> I completely concur. Yeah. Like it's what's cool is it starts <laughs> off like aiming tilted down and yeah. we see uh, her hand come out of the car. Yeah. And uh, Cal grabs it, or not Cal. Some guy. Yeah. Yeah, helper. Uh, to get out, and then her hat comes out, and then uh, the camera comes down and reveals her face. Yeah, and it's she's like looking at the Titanic. A, it's pretty A good. beautiful entrance. Like and the music. Yeah. It's like right on point. Yeah. Oh God, I love that. Well, so that's something that we talk about in my class is like mm-hmm. how important it is to be our initial revealings of the character, like when we're first introduced to the character. Mm-hmm. Well, how important those introductions are when we first see the character for the first time because that establishes our mood and I think like our I don't know I don't know about trust but mm-hmm. just like how we feel about that character yeah I mean it makes her appear like this so wealthy and all that like it comes off right away mm-hmm. the, like that rich people arrogance type thing she has yeah I mean we see that in her whole interaction and in the entrance and all that too but that moment is just like <laughs> so <laughs> in contrast Jack yeah like, we, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the opening shot is, like, of the camera going from, like, his hand lifting a, uh, putting, like, a card down on the poker table and lifting another one up, and then it, like, pans up to his eyes mm-hmm. with the poker cards right over his Yeah, and eyes. he has, like, a cigarette or something. Yeah. 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 He has, like, 
Shifty. So, kind of <laughs> no, he, oh, he's so cute. Uh, he's my type, all the way. Sorry. He sees people. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I noticed in this rewatch. Well, I guess another thing is the the cool thing, and it's helpful to watch it in theaters for this, but like you see so many quick flashes of so many different people and characters. Like, you're not. You don't know the characters, but, like... Like, I mean, at the end, when th shit's really going down, it's, like, you see glimpses of, like, lots of the passengers, and y you have all these different feelings in such quick, like, times. Like, like uh, the, mu the musicians, and then all the captain and the architect and everyone in their own things, but you only see these flashes. Or, like, the flash when, like, the guy, the mustache guy that named the Titanic, mm -hmm. he, he, when he leaves on that boat. Yeah. That's, like, such a quick moment, and there's no dialogue, and it's just, like, oh, shit. Like, this is fucked up. And, like, also the smaller characters, like, the old people that die, and, like, yeah. the, the kids, the story, and just, like... So many glimpses of all these one, characters. And one of the key ones that's always stood out to me in, in terms of these small instances, mm -hmm. which is interesting to think about just from like the production standpoint about how they wanted to tell the story and saying, like, we could have just stuck with the main characters and yeah. used the extras just to be extras. But yeah. they decided to like give some of these extras a little bit more story, a little bit more screen time and characterization, I think, to drive home that this is these are just everyday a lot of these people are just everyday people yeah and yeah i mean know. it makes you feel for them even if yeah. you don't know them and that's really hard and i mean as to the sense yeah yeah it's hard to do to make to make you care about all the extras dying like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> otherwise yeah like they make you care about a lot of them that's like, just, that's an interesting point. Yeah. One of these instances where it has always stood out to me was when the... It's like right when... I think it's right when Rose is about to actually get on the... for Get on a lifeboat mm -hmm. uh, before she jumps off of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's but when one of the fathers is telling the mother and two daughters on mm -hmm. the boat, it's goodbye for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> just for a little while, there'll be another boat for daddies. <laughs> this one is here for the mummies and children. <laughs> And, and that yeah, one's. British actor. Yeah, <laughs> I've just I've 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 watched that scene. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know that one really well. And it's like a small. It's like the only time I think that we really get to see those people. I I think it's possible that the woman, his wife, we do see a couple of other times later mm -hmm. on. I think one maybe time in the boats when Molly Brown's trying to convince them mm -hmm. to go back, and then another time possibly when uh, I like don't know. Like at the very end. I was thinking at the end when, when they're in the stewage. They're in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Steerage. I said steward. I don't know steerage. what terms. Steerage. I, I couldn't have I have no clue known. what steerage means. I don't know what any of that means. I, I really appreciate I appreciated that. Because in, in theaters, you can really... Because every second counts. That's the thing about good TV and movies. Like, literally everything you're seeing has a meaning. And, like, it's... If you're paying attention, you get so much more out of it. And, like, everything's for a reason. And I think people always forget about that. But everything you see is... There's a reason. On top of that, yeah. like, because in my head just now, I was trying to think, like, what are the shots in Titanic that don't, like, aren't aren't for a reason? And, but I was realizing they are. But the shots, like, the big, 
back long shots of the whole ship like showing while it's sinking and what i was realizing when i was watching it last night that i hadn't realized before is that these splices of shots where showing that it's steadily sinking Mm -hmm. it helps it helps convey a sense of time yeah i think right as um, and also just orientation yeah because you see how the ship is and you see like how it's inclined in the close up with everyone like you it makes sense why it's inclined and why it's you know like that and i think it also gives context to like all the people that die in the ocean from like shit falling on them Mm. because when it first goes vertical and it splits and comes back like that kills a shit ton of people that were like there and alive already in the water yeah it's like i agree i've always thought about that yeah yeah, it's just crazy how many people die everywhere. It's just like, oh my god, that's... Ah. <laughs> it's a wreck. It's a train wreck. I know. It's a boat wreck. And it's like <laughs> so embarrassing because it just has... It's it's for all these luxurious people. Yeah, and they're the ones that get saved. It's, it's messed up. So, the song. <laughs> my heart will go on. And the whole theme is like perfect and beautiful. And my favorite music moment is the portrait the the drawing mm. the music in that it's kind of like a piano version yeah of the my heart will go on mm-hmm. <laughs> i love that that's like my favorite and they start the music right when he hits the pencil to yes, the paper ah, <laughs> so good oh god i want to cry <laughs> i also have here the shot sequence in that scene uh i was noticing just like how great it is yeah I mean, good really, shots totally yeah that that scene is Iconic. Yeah, it is. And then, yeah. and the line, draw me like one of your French girls. It was so weird to hear it like serious because people say it all the time, like stupidly. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. I forgot that was from this. <laughs> yeah, because it's so quoted all the time. We had to, to add to the popularity yeah. of it. We did an acting segment or unit in my film class in the film lab. And we, as a group, had decided, it wasn't my idea, but it was another group mate's idea. We had to challenge two other groups to improvise this freeze frame of mm-hmm. uh, a scene, a famous scene. And so we chose, of course, the drawing scene wow. from Titanic. <laughs> so it's like, you know, this is like educational worthy. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> This whole movie is. And I noticed in this, I was, I was just looking, I guess, or I, I just noticed that the line, give me your hand, happens all throughout, like, all the time. Mm. With Jack saying it to Rose. And... Wow. Like, all throughout. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't noticed it before either. And it's, Give me your hand. Because that's, like, the first thing when she's, like, gonna jump off oh, at first. Yeah. Like, give me your hand. And then just all throughout in the dangerous situations, it's always like, give me your hand, give me your hand. Like, whatever they're doing, it just happens. So <laughs> he needs... Hmm. And then at the end, when he dies, he has her, his, her hand. Yeah. And, and then at the very end, he extends his hand out. He doesn't say, give me your hand, but, like, he takes her hand again. Wow. So I feel like that's a big thing of their relationship, that line. <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah, I'm proud. <laughs> that's a <laughs> found that. deep, deep thought. I guess so. Yeah, that's just, that's their relationship in a nutshell. So the question was about music? Well, it's not a question. I was just kind of going over favorite things. Oh. And that was one oh. line that I noted. Well, like, if I had to pick, like... <laughs> A favorite music part? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. like, so hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many good music parts. I mean, the whole sunset flying yeah. moment. That's 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 what's on my shirt. Spoiler alert of my shirt. <laughs> Again, the, a very iconic image. Yeah, uh, like when they're on, on the boat yes. or flying through. It's hard to describe for some reason, <laughs> but y'all know what I they're mean. They're flying on the boat. Yeah, um, <laughs> basically. They're... 
two key music parts for me. One is the so you want to go to a real party. Oh, nice. Because uh, I mean, I actually used that line. So speaking of quotables, too. That line was my. We had to have a quote、um, on our senior yearbook、Aww. photo, <laughs> and I chose the quote. So you want to go to a real party? That's cute. When I submitted You're it, a party animal. I, I, I was especially then, Jesus, and so it was. It was totally appropriate. And right, yeah.、Um, however, when I submitted it, I had said "real" should be in italics,、mm-hmm. and they didn't print it in italics.、Uh, assholes. I thought so too. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's、yeah. not the quote. I didn't appreciate it. That's cool though. Yeah, thanks. Well, because this is your favorite movie, right? We exactly. We didn't go over that. <laughs> it is my favorite movie. It is my. How are they、movie. not your favorite actors then? Because my favorite actor is Jim Carrey. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll give you that because he's in my favorite movie. Whoa! It's like we switched. Yeah. Whoa! We switched favorite actors and favorite movies. Yeah, because Jim Carrey was a. I mean, he was an important part of my growing up. Got it. I will say my favorite movie because people might not know. I saw him when you saw Jack at your age. Oh.、Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I saw, see, him in I saw Jim. Oh.、Yeah. Well, I saw Jim Carrey way earlier. I feel like, but like as a serious guy, I only saw him very recently. And my favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's right. And well, Cameron says it's basic, even though his favorite、uh, movie is Titanic. I do not say it's basic. <laughs> I. That's not on the record. No. <laughs> I love Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It just happens to. Get let's an unbiased,、uh, unfair. Eternal sunshine. Yeah, but、Tune、I feel like Titanic is similarly ranked. I don't know, but、yeah. Titanic is definitely top. Eternal sunshine is up on a pedestal, but it deserves it. <laughs> And so is Titanic. Come on, Titanic is like. But they're like two completely different types of movies. Okay, like okay, you have、yes. the blockbuster up against the independent. Okay, you're right. Let's save it for Eternal Sunshine podcast. Which is my favorite movie, and we should do it at some point.、Um, I didn't get to say what my second favorite part of the music was. My other favorite music scene. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. So、totally. the other part of music, a、uh, place of use of music that I really love is when the quartet or quintet they're about to leave. Right, they're about to、mm-hmm. call、they're、it a night. They're gonna make me cry. We're, I was about to go into that. Oh, good segue. <laughs> good segue. <laughs> And and then the、uh, violinist he ruffles his chin back over and he starts playing that beautiful first note、uh-huh. and next thing you know every all the other musicians have to come back and play this one last song and then for a moment it cuts out where it's just the music and you、yeah. see all of the all tragedy the, happening. That's where you see the most of these little flashes I was talking about、yeah. of so many different characters、uh, and it's so sad. It's a beautiful、and、tragedy. I was about to go into like. I was gonna ask, when do you cry in the movie,、yeah. or like in the past? Because that—that's what I was gonna say was when I cry, when the, when they come back, like I—I'm already crying. <laughs> and the first time I saw it, that part gets me, and then the whole sequence of everyone dying with the music. But the first time I saw it, the the part that impacted me the most was the very end when Rose dies and go and meets with Jack. I lost it so hard, and it was so embarrassing because it was at this home theater of the rich girl, and it was like her birthday. So what、was, do you think Rose died? Okay, wait, we're gonna get to this. <laughs> we're, we're totally gonna get to this. This is important. <laughs> But right now we're in the movie part, and next is controversies and debates. Got it. So got it. Right now we're in the movie section. So <laughs> ding ding ding, <laughs> controversies. Not yet. I'm <laughs>、oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just practicing. Okay. 
<laughs> so I, I was, it was my, the rich girl's birthday the, with the home theater. Basically, everyone in my class is there. And like a guy, boys and girls and, and it was, it was like a sleepover for the girls and the guys were just gonna watch Titanic and then leave. And they did. But like, it was so embarrassing because I was like bawling just after the whole Jack and Rose meeting. And like, they were trying to like say goodbye and I was just like, <laughs> like crying on them. It was so embarrassing, and it's embarrassing at that age. Like I cried, like bawling at Titanic in front of all the boys in my grade. Embarrassing. They just but, didn't yeah. know. They they were insensitive, little hoes. But yeah, when when did you do you cry? Cause I was really proud last night. I did not cry at any point, and that that's one of the first times that happens. I'm 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 starting to get used to it because I've seen it so many times. When, when do I cry? Yeah, like especially like the first times when it's like fresh and like. Yeah, um, definitely, it's definitely the end. Like the the same, the very end? Yeah. Or like, when Jack dies. Or when, when, when Jack dies. Oh, oh not, that's not the, not the end. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, when the Jack dies. The end of Jack, yeah. That's definitely when I cry. Um, I mean, that moment when Rose is trying to get him awake, mm-hmm. uh, and at first she thinks that he's awake, mm-hmm. and that just is gut-wrenching because you go through this process of elimination, and you follow that so vividly with Rose, and the way that Kate Winslet's acting just mm-hmm. takes you moment to moment of being excited, to mm-hmm. unsure, to scared, to acceptance, Yeah, you know, and then how she has to survive. Yeah. She has to. I mean, this and, is, and that was the promise. Yeah. Because she promised. Exactly. The whole moment, right? Because yeah, she's she's so got maybe maybe a minute left before that boat is out of there. Mm-hmm. They, they're they about to pass up everything. She's got to go get that whistle. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, that is heart-wrenching. What about you? Any other cry moments? I already gave my cry moments. The musicians and then yeah. the... The end, the end. Probably the musicians. If mm-hmm. there was going to be another cry moment, sometimes I want to cry when the captain has to die. Oh but. yeah, I and the old people, the old people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like now that I think about like favorite like little characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the um, a whole lot. What's his name? The not the architect, but yeah, the architect. And, yeah, yeah, Mr. Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like him, and I like that actor. I'm biased against that actor because he was a little asshole and legally blonde. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. He was, like, a sexual harasser. Spoiler alert for Legally Blonde, but, like, it's so hard to forget about that. (laughs) A little bit. But, like, he has an Irish accent, so that helps. In this movie, that throws me off. (laughs) Um, I like him, and I also like... He's sweet. Yeah. Of course, I like the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, my God. She's... Yeah. Kills the queen. it. She kills it. She's so good. You're just. She's so lovable. Yeah. And noble, and but rich too. Like. Oh, it's okay. She. Well, she. She got there. She. She's new money. She used to be from. <laughs> not there. Right. Exactly. So it's it's nice that, like as a character, I like that Jack has the unsinkable Molly Brown to fall back on when he is invited. Like I mean, without Molly Brown, oh, yeah. Jack would have really been in the snake pit. Yeah. And gosh, that would have just been a nightmare. And so it's really cool to just see like kind of how like it gives Molly Brown a reason to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's so important. And then at the end, too, it shows, like, her compassion. That's right. It's your men out there. Yeah. They're, like... I mean, it's a traumatic situation, but she's, like, the only one she's that cared. Because she's real. Yeah, she is. She's the best. She's an amazing character. And a good actress. Like, great actress. I'm not sure who she is, but I've seen her in other Kathy things. Kathy Bates? 
Oh, that's Kathy. her? Yeah. Oh. She's so good. Kathy Bates is classic. I love her. Yes. <laughs> she is an American treasure. <laughs> Kathy, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. More controversies. Controversy. <laughs> First, do you agree with do you agree with Rose throwing the diamond at the end in the ocean as an old lady? Wait, but I thought the old lady dropped in the ocean at the end. Well, Barbie, I went down and got it down for you. Oh, I, <laughs> that was close. I, but Barbie. Well, <laughs> well, Brittany. I don't know. It's like what is well, baby. Well, baby. I well. went down and got it for you. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. That's my line. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. Oops, you did Oops, it I. again to your heart. Oops. You did it to your heart. <laughs> it's been a long time, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> That's just, I had to get that out of the way at some point. But I'm glad we So, tried. the old lady threw it in the ocean at the end, as Brittany said. And do you agree with that? Because I'm, I'm conflicted. I, I really don't know how to feel. This is hard. It is. Because it <laughs> um, it's like, why not just give it to, like, your family so that they're taken care of, you know? like. But also, like, could she even sell it? Would they be like, oh, wait, that's not yours if she so, revealed it? Unfortunately, it is, like, it's amazing how, like, in one item of the movie, so much... Like, it divides people, like, and so much different types of values are placed mm -hmm. on that um, necklace. And to me, I think that the necla necklace is more symbolic than anything. It is. Right? It definitely is. I mean, it's supposed to symbolize love. It's supposed to symbolize uh, appreciation for somebody, like it being a gift to, and royalty, mm -hmm. right? But I think that at this point, right, in the 21st century, uh, or and the 20th century, it symbolizes Greek. And it's true. that's what, you know, Cal was all about. You know, he was not, he didn't use it for love. He was using it as a tool. Just, to get her in his pants. Because yeah. he was like, why didn't you come last night to me? It was, right. <laughs> and it was more than just about getting in the pants too, you know. <laughs> the dress. <laughs> well, 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 he needed her to, uh, because, you know, he's a bachelor and he's trying to make the next steps in his business career. And so the next steps is to find a wife and start having a family. And so this is like a big move for him to like have a big wedding and start to, you know, you could tell that, um, we, we see this when they're going to the dinner scene in the ballroom and that guy goes to saying like uh, he says under his breath oh she's very nice or something mm, like yeah, that yeah but it's like property back then and right so obviously patriarchal society. right exactly the brandy cigars and brandy yeah it's it's just messed up i mean the whole thing is messed up i mean also i guess that brings into question like do you agree with the mom using her for their family kind of thing it's kind of like back then and it's like a women thing like women just have to kind of sacrifice things to be okay well you make a really good point and at this time of the world mm -hmm. um unfortunately that there's a lot of reality to mm -hmm. what she has to say i think that you know you could start making this argument that rose you know represents feminism like she's a stand for strong women and mm -hmm. to have uh, individuality and uh, power to uh, make one's own choices. Like, that's what this is all about, right? right. She feels as though she doesn't have her and the she's agency. she's suicidal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to answer the question about the diamond, though, before. Oh, yeah, we're not moving on. Um, we're still on that. <laughs> okay, good. The, you know, the the one part of me wants to say that it would have been great to have Bill Paxton, who's the first, like, basically the first character that we're introduced to in the entire movie, get what he wants, but he doesn't get what he wants. And but I think... he gets what he needs with the story. <laughs> Bye. Dang it. Dang Bye. it. So textbook. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Titanic is very just like it's not complex. It's true. They all get it's... what they need. The old lady finds closure by mm-hmm. letting go of the weight of the diamond in her life the whole time. Mm-hmm. Is able to let go of Jack after she tells the story. Yada yada. Yeah, I mean Bill Paxton was just seeking treasure and not feeling his feelings or whatever. He never let it in. He never let it in. <laughs> that was a good Bill Paxton voice. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's yeah, it's I get the symbolism and I agree story wise with it, but also it's like it'd be not like in reality. So it's like I it's, would give it to my family. <laughs> it's the right thing to do while being the stupid thing to do. <laughs> it's hard to right. <laughs> doesn't make sense when you hear it. And, yeah. But. I mean, well, Brittany's boyfriend got it back, so it's okay. So, I wanted to move on to the door size debate. The what? The size of the door where Rose floats on at the end. Oh. Um, <laughs> and how everyone says Jack could have fit on the door. But it probably wouldn't have floated. Well, that's the question. And on Mythbusters, I think they figured out he could have fit. But, like... It's so funny because, so Cam- James Cameron did... They didn't try hard enough, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. They gave it <laughs> one second and then it's like, okay, and we're just going to sit here with nothing else to do. And it's like, you could have been trying to get on it. It's a big debate, but I think James Cameron got so fed up with it in this interview from Vanity Fair because they asked him about it. He was like, Jack wouldn't have fit on the door because the next page of the script said, Jack dies. so he's just like jack was gonna die no matter what is what he meant like it's in the script and it's part of the the main part of the story that makes it good that's really fun like he's clearly like so fed up like that everyone says this i think it's just like they shot in themselves in the foot whoever did props yeah. That made it big enough. Like the the real solution was to actually make it small enough to believe it more. Because yeah. then people are always going to question it. And I mean, did it have to be a door? Right. It could have been anything. It, it, that choice might. I I'm pretty sure Cam- James Cameron regrets it <laughs> a little bit that it was big enough. But so like the small things, you know. Yeah, but he also like turned it around on a positive note and was like, "I'm glad people love that character so much that they want to like find a any way, to way. Save him. yeah, any way to save him." But yeah, it it was big enough. Props, I think, dropped the ball a little bit. Fair. <laughs> but Jack was always supposed to die. Mm-hmm. We're is, calling out you, props department. Sorry, props department. You you did great otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, that diamond was just so convincing. It was beautiful. It was. Okay, and also, okay, a thing that pisses me off about this scene, I'll just vent a little bit, is that people get mad because she says, I'll never let go, I'll never let go, and then when he's dead and stuff, let's go of him. But people aren't paying attention, or they don't remember that they're talking about the promise, never let go of that promise, 
And she's like, I'll never let go. Yeah, they're dumb. I know. I'm just saying, like, people are dumb about that sometimes. Some, yeah, like, they're not listening to the movie. Yeah, course. I mean, sometimes they bring it up with this door thing, like, in general. It's it's kind of like, people always mention the door like a was big catch-all term enough. for, like, the last scene. Well, no, I, I'm saying they mention it as often sometimes. Like, mm. as often as people say, hey, the door was big enough for Jack to fit, they say, oh, and she let go, and she said she would never let go. <laughs> And it's like, no, it's the promise. She never let go. And she didn't let go of the promise because she saved herself and yeah, had a I family. Yeah, I mean, if she didn't let go of his hand, she would have let go of the promise then, <laughs> because she wouldn't have survived. That's a good point. Exactly. <laughs> and she would have died. And there would be no story yeah. being told here. Well, obviously. So, so those, just please remember the never let go is in reference to the promise. Because then people will think you weren't listening. Yeah. There's a really key exchange that happens right before that bit. <laughs> Don't get mad at them either. Okay. People, I feel like people just forget. It's these non-intermission people. <laughs> See, that's the whole point. The intermission helps them sink in these uh, Maybe, key details. but then this is at the end. Way after. They're tired. They're woozy and losing it. That's true. It's, it's a pretty long movie. Okay, so next debate. Which So I didn't realize this was a debate until like this year when I mentioned it to someone as a fact. But that Rose dies at the end. It's like, I was sure it was fat. And then I mentioned it to one of my friends and she was like, Rose dies? Like when? And I'm like... What? Yeah, okay. Rose doesn't die. You don't think she dies? I really thought you were going to be on my side. It's okay if you're not, but, like, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've questioned it before, too, when I was younger, but now I just look at it, and there's no reason for me to believe that she dies. What about her reuniting with all the dead people on the Titanic? I don't know. I can't explain that. I think, I think they just want... <laughs> I think just James Cameron wanted a happy ending. That, no. I think... You know, end on a high note? No, I think it's the afterlife. I'm positive. Uh, it could be. And, okay, so... But afterlife on the Titanic? Right, that's another thing. But it's like, it was pretty traumatic. Oh, shit. Yeah, but like, it's fancy and it's at the clock and it's cute. And it Jack. was traumatic, that's true. Yeah, like it impacted her life and. Because that's how I justify Because she does have like this husband that passed away for like. Mm-hmm. He, she was married to him for a long time and like children and stuff like why would it why would she go to the afterlife to jack when she had this other family but i tried to justify it to myself with like jack saved her life multiple times mm. so that's like that's just such a big impact that it's like you're never gonna well she i mean decides to rename herself rose dawson after him as if they had gotten married yeah i mean she carried that in her her name, name for yeah. a long time so like it makes sense for the afterlife to me with that logic for her to go meet up with him and it makes sense that she dies because she let go of the thing of the, not the promise never let go of the promise but <laughs> she let go of the diamond and she told her story and she died warm in her bed and she brought all her like animals and stuff like she was gonna die it's possible i think it's fact and i definitely think it's up to interpretation it is, a little bit. So well, you just made an interesting point, though, about her name with being Rose Dawson. Well, made me you realize, made the point. Well, oh. <laughs> it was a good point, though. <laughs> well, I'm realizing if Cal Hockley was such a smart guy, why didn't he just search for Rose Dawson when... He probably didn't even know his last name. He says... They say Jack Dawson all the time. I don't know. I don't think he 
cared enough. He just figured she went down. I mean, he escaped, which was his final, I think, letting go and accepting her death by him leaving with the kid. Like, that's done. <laughs> the BuzzFeed article was about that debate about Rose dying. And the, the point, so most people believe she died. 70%. It was 70-30. There was, like, a, a survey at the end. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And the, 70 the, people think, 70% people think she dies? Yeah, and 30% think she didn't. The one argument that actually got me, because to me it's fact, but the one tidbit that got me thinking that it wasn't... That I love she, tidbits. I know, tidbit that <laughs> she didn't die is that the song says, Every night in my dreams I see you. So maybe that's just her dream every night. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe. See, he James Cameron was smart, right? He's trying to like tie in the the, the promotional music <laughs> into the script, and you know, well, he's genius. He is, but <laughs> I still think she died. But that was the one thing that made me like maybe this maybe this theory is possible, at least possible. That it's just her dream. <laughs> she sees Jack. But I also think that that's just a sensational. Well, but it was made for the movie, so if, if the song says, every night in my dreams I see you, it's like, maybe that's just her dream that she always sees him. And it's true. Yeah, it's just like, that's fair. I want to kind of add a little bit uh, on top of this. So Celine Dion, so I had a, I had a class on Celine Dion. and <laughs> Just her? We did. What? Yeah. Dang. Well, that's it wasn't. Fun. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a class on Celine Dion. Oh, I, I, it was like a, a lecture. It was a le- lecture. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> on Celine Dion in my pop music class. Okay. And so we talked about uh, how polarizing she is as an artist because apparently she has like really diehard fans and then very anti Celine Dion haters haters <laughs> like and groups of them that are very vocal and loud about what she represents and everything like that but apparently one market that she has like that she's really popular in is uh widows oh and so wait like rose <laughs> but is rose a widow pretty much <laughs> two day long relationship widow <laughs> Yeah, so I actually, I I made the exact same argument in my class. I was like, kind of like Rose, right? So I think that like the, what maybe certain women felt from the movie was transferred over to their appreciation for Celine Dion as an artist. I mean, that song is I mean, the song, yeah. Oh my God. The lyrics are, to me, they're like talking about somebody who has passed away. Yeah. And it's saying that, you know, my heart will go on. Oh my God. So sad. Am I crying? That song gets me, and they play it the whole damn movie. Like, in different forms. <laughs> but the whole movie. So, if you're going to karaoke at all in the holidays or anytime soon, be sure to request <laughs> My Heart Will Go On. If you want to. It's, it's just an amazing song. Like, just get everyone crying. Uh. It's a bring people together ballad. Yeah. Maybe. For the holidays. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Do you have any other behind the scenes controversies? That you've heard about? I think oh, you told me. Oh, for sure. Um, but I don't have them in front of me. Um, well, <laughs> a general idea. Well, so James Cameron, this movie was going over budget. And he ended up having to, like, put up his own funds and a lot of his own real estate and stock and, you know, livelihood was on the line for the financing of this movie. 
he was very over budget with the the original budget that was allowed for him and the studio so many times wanted to pull the plug but then they just had to push forward with it and i don't know too much of the details of it all but i just know that it was a very it was a very stressful process i've heard for a lot of the crew people and actors just because like james cameron's a very demanding type of director and i guess something of a perfectionist or something and so there were a lot of conversations coming out about his direction style and him kind of being a madman you know like trying to make this extremely expensive romantic major blockbuster movie pop off Mm -hmm. and uh lo and behold it paid off yeah it's definitely high risk high stakes but high high reward yeah because i mean it was like you know it's a giant romance you know and how like you know are how many people are really going to be all about it right i think they save it with so much action Uh uh-huh like the action just makes it so special with the romance i mean that's part of why i like it yeah i mean some of my favorite some of my favorite parts of the movie are when they're stuck in the lower decks of Mm -hmm. the ship trying to get to the top and Mm -hmm. how they really heighten the suspense for sure oh my god it makes it so i mean that's like i think that speaks to the audience that they're trying to appeal to with this movie and how it's you know it isn't just one um type of people we talk about it in my film classes about how movies or or shows are generally uh, marketed for just like two out of four different groups on a panel of squares are you familiar with this theory i don't think so well, so it's like how there are only four basic four basic groups of an audience, uh, like subgroups within a, any mm-hmm. kind of audience, that any successful movie that needs to get greenlit needs to appeal to only two of them. Oh. And basically, it's like men and women under like 40 and men and women over 40. Oh. Something like Those that. Those are the four categories. Those are the four categories. Interesting. And so I think that this is a type of movie that like extends to more than just those two yeah in interesting ways yeah and i mean yeah because they play with age and they play with men and women yeah and roles and and action and romance and it's like there's just a lot of it's now and then yeah so it's, it's a lot of appeal like things that can appeal to a lot of people Mm-hmm. And it's three hours long, so there's a lot of time to find something you like in it. Yeah. <laughs> in the three hours. Truly. More than, like, a short thing. <laughs> so I just, like, that was the only real thing I could think of mm-hmm. to bring up was about how I know that the production process was super grueling, and it's something that, you know, requires a lot of special effects. I was wondering and... how the hell, like, just, this is the first time I wondered, like, how the hell did they film this safely? Like, everyone's dying. And so like... that's what I was thinking when I was watching it, yeah. because uh, they had so many extras. Yeah, and they were, like, swimming and getting swept. Like, that's not even Water just, fake. like, pouring all over yeah. them. Yeah. I was like, I mean, one particular, one particular part is when in the grand staircase, when like, I I mean, God, you have like hundreds of thousands, like millions of gallons of water, probably. Those are real people. Yeah. Like (laughs) actors. And they're like slipping on the water and sliding down the mechanical boat, I guess. Yeah. I can't imagine like the safety directors and little safety lawyers or whatever and all the talks they had to have and trainings yeah that's that was my first time being i I feel bad because i didn't research like you know if there were any injuries or hopefully not a death i don't think a death i feel like that would be more known i think well 
Well, well conspiracy time. Because That's I was the third. The, this is the no, but this There's is the no so. It's so interesting <laughs> that you should say that because. Um, oh, I have one. Very keep going. Oh, I was just gonna say <laughs> that. Um, well, so in the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight's a movie that famously we know the one of the main actors who has passed away in that movie, but there was oh, yes. also a crew person that had passed away in that mo- production of the movie, and from an accident on set. And I don't think anybody really, really Knows thinks about, about a, the crew people that pass away yeah Um, there there are a lot of crew people actually and this is a problem in hollywood that there are many case examples of where oversight was just not strong like it should have been they're just trying to get away with what they could and not being safe about certain things and i just had a recent lecture about it right that's messed up it is there's a documentary about it actually i can't remember Um, what it's called unfortunately i i just have a conspiracy theory like though i think there's the one conspiracy theory about titanic uh which is funny and makes no sense but it's it's funny to think about is that jack dawson became jay gatsby just because the timelines line up <laughs> it's like and like he's new money and all this shit it's like <laughs> and it's dicaprio obviously but who's rose in that story no it's oh, rose yeah, is gone okay, got he it. reinvents himself <laughs> he Saves himself from So the really, eyes. like, the great Gatsby is, like, <laughs> the great Jack. Yeah. Jack Dawson. I've been here. Yeah, that's a funny one. Because it does, the timeline lines up pretty exactly. It does. Like, and their 20s. age. Yeah. And, like, how age. he looks older. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> perfect. And there's, not like, a lot of little tidbits, but, like, it's just so funny. That That's the only one I've heard of. <laughs> that's a good one. So do well, you think... So, when I was watching it over Thanksgiving, I was wondering, I was like, shit, are they going to make a remake at some point? It's one of those movies that you don't remake. Well, that's what you say now, but then bitches get ideas, and they're like, or they don't, actually, they don't get ideas, and they're like, let's just do something amazing just over again. Like, you'd have to make another Titanic movie with a different plot. Right. That's what my mom said, too, but I'm like, I bet they would rehash it. But who would act it? Listen, I got my list. (laughs) Harry Styles. Yes! How'd you know? (laughs) Wait, did you read it? Oh, wait, no. It's not in my notes. (laughs) I didn't write it down. It's all in my head. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm in your head. You are. (laughs) Because, so... Uh, either Harry Styles or Cole Sprouse. Cold Sprouse? Cole, <laughs> Cole Sprouse. He's Zach and Cody. You know them? The Sweet Life? Yeah. The twins. You remember them? I didn't watch cable. I know, but you don't remember? What about Big Daddy? Did you see that? Yeah. The kid? I haven't seen him grown up. He's cute. He looks like DiCaprio. And like, he's on Riverdale. Oh. Yeah, he he's Jughead. That's cool. And kept acting. Well, he actually went to college and stuff, and like he like retired after Sweet Life, or both of the twins, and then they went to college and graduated. Now he's back playing high school. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> he looks a lot like DiCaprio. I'll show you a picture right after this. But he he doesn't have the warmth, and Harry Styles has the warmth. Harry Styles like you know the Jack. Er, the look Jack gives to Rose, like, even when he first sees her, it's, like, so loving and charming, warm. You just, like, feel it in his eyes that he's, like, <laughs> sorry, do you not feel it? <laughs> Harry Styles has that, and Cole Sprouse has the more sassy part. But who would play Rose? So, i Who would play Cal, right? I don't know. Nobody. Someone. Who would play Molly Brown? How do- she can come back. <laughs> I, Unsinkable. I, the only Rose I like is Lady Gaga. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> Lady Gaga hairstyle, it's perfect. So what's sad is that there could be a total reality to the making remaking Titanic. Because that's just the state of the inter- industry Exactly, right that's what I'm saying. I'm not They're saying remaking everything. I definitely so, don't want it. But I don't think they should at all. I don't think they will. I mean, it's not one of those types of movies. Right. And it's not worth it, I don't think. Yeah, because like, it's, it's very, good. It's well it's done. It's really well done, but it's also a very expensive type of movie to make. Right. I mean, it's a lot of water, so that calls for so much special yeah. arrangements. And practical effects. Yeah. Not, I mean, I guess maybe digital could take over pretty more. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, maybe distant future. It's more fun. Like the, the if anything, it's going to be a, like... VR experience. Whoa. That's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I would not want that VR experience. Well, so here's my problem with VR. Well, how do you move? Like, VR is about experiencing an Have environment. Have you done VR? Not too so much. Okay. Do you just, like, set it on a motion? I mean, isn't the whole point is so that you can have, like, freedom to walk around the space? You can. Yeah, but... And you do. But it's dangerous. Well, they, they keep you in a box, and if you get near the edge, like, you see a, a wall, like, in, in the in the headset. Oh, okay. So, like, you know where you can walk. So it requires a... Safe zone. Safe zone. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, because it's not like you're transported to the digital world. You still have to, like, exist... In the physical world, so if there's a table in the way, there's a table in the way, <laughs> like in the real world. It can't get rid of it with the VR. But yeah, it sucks. It has to be, like, cleared. Like, if it's in your home, you have to, like, clear. But that would be nuts, though, if, like, it was a VR experience and you played Jack. <laughs> That's so sad. No. I want to play Rose. You could play Jack. <laughs> what if, like, they make it so that you can VR with another person? And... <laughs> be Jack and Rose? Yeah. But, like... That would deviate the plot. Oh, well, I want to be cow. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. How dare you? I was actually, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't say this before yet, but um, I was Jack Dawson for Halloween, um, uh, I think my senior year of high school. Uh huh. The same year you put the quote? Yeah. Wow, you're so Titanic themed that year. I was. Wait, what year was it? 2008 to 2009. Oh my god, you're old. Halloween 2008. <laughs> yeah. Jesus! They were going to be like 2012, and I was like, that was 100 years. But I mean, I guess that was 2013, so that would have been too close. Obama was elected that year. The year you, your senior year? Good year. Good year. You dressed up as Jack. That's those nice. times were we Those should, times were live. They were hot. We should dress as Jack and Rose next year. Let's do it. But like, my costume is way harder. That's not fair. Can I be Jack and you'll be Rose? Since you've already been Jack. What would Rose even wear? The big hat. The big sassy purple hat. No, you want to be like Rose when she's like more <laughs> Naked? Raw. Get like the, get the black coat. Just be, go naked and like the, <laughs> With the diamond. The diamond. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Handleless. <laughs> well, before we get too in the weeds, we should probably call, call it a... What do These you think? are the weeds? Yeah. Or I don't... Oh. How dare you? No, it's fine. You can close. That's your job. I guess now it's official. It's been official. It's been every time. <laughs> I have to tell you it's your job every time. Well, you, didn't have, you didn't have any discussion questions? No. What's next? We covered a lot. We did. What's next? I don't know. Something light? Something dark? We Wait, are. Let's not commit. We're not going to commit right now. It'll be a surprise again. We right. have. We, might we do have, have a special topic. You'll have a lot of free time during the holidays. We know it. So. Yeah. 
And hopefully it doesn't offend anyone. I'm really going to try my best. We'll have some disclaimers. We'll have some spoiler alerts. We'll definitely have disclaimers. <laughs> uh, spoiler. Don't. <laughs> Save it for that special episode. Stop. Finish. Don't spoil it. You're, You're right. spoiling our special episode. Well, so we can't thank you enough for listening in. And uh, we're so happy that you've come along on the ride with us. So, <laughs> and um, I'm so excited we saw Titanic. Yes. That's if you haven't gone yet, you owe it to yourself. Or just watch it at home or wherever. That's right. Yeah, because it's it's an old movie. So. It's easy to access. You can find it. It's out there somewhere. It's it's a it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. It's just so. If you have like the double back VHS, I remember like that was the coolest thing about the movie was that it like opened up the ship like. Oh shit. On the VA double VHS. Actually, speaking of special things, when I went in 2012, I got the ticket in like a boarding pass. I think I still have it somewhere. I'm gonna look for it for Whoa. you. It's super cute. It's. Like, the way that they, the full production design is there. Yeah, it's like, it was in 2012, like, what the hell? So, again, thank you again, and um, go see Titanic. Uh, my name is Cameron. I'm Seleni. And we will see you next time on High Key Book Club. Oops, ah. <laughs>